Have you ever like created like the most random food roll when you're doing something when it comes to food? Today, before I get into my episode today, I was making some pumpkin seeds and I was putting them away into a container and I kept telling myself, oh, every one that drops, I'm gonna get to eat it. And so I think I probably ate like a cup and a half of pumpkin seeds. So anyways, I don't know why I thought of that today when I was like, oh my gosh. What a goofy food roll that was. I, I don't know if anyone else does that, but welcome to my Embrace the Hell Yeah conversation for August. Uh, it's been a fun month with podcasts, as it always is. I always enjoy all my podcast guests. I kicked it off with Barbie Bowles. She is doing such a great job in the perimenopause and menopausal world. I definitely have an interest in this area because I feel like it's definitely an emerging area of dietetics, how we're realizing that that these women do not need just a pill to make them happy in these later ages of their life. And I think that her approach and her knowledge and just her resources were fantastic. So if you have an interest in this area of dietetics, give her podcast a listen. Then I had Sarah listen. She is just a fun person that I just love her love of food, I guess if that is the way to call it. Uh, She's doing such a great project with her mom, the Food Memory Project, which is how her and I kind of connected a little bit more. And I just think that her passion for uh, food and public health and all the great things that she does in her life just makes her an amazing dietitian. So if you have not known about the Food Memory Project, definitely listen to this podcast episode or at least connect with her um, on Instagram at Food Memory Project. And then I had Stacy Mitchell, which was, a, again, another joy podcast that I had, uh, you know, coming from a small town in Iowa. I mean, there really is like 200 and some people in my small town. And, you know, for, you know, the dietitians that have came out of there, she is one of them. I think there's four of us that have come out of this tiny little town. And it's pretty amazing to know there must be something in the genes back there in, in Panama, Iowa. But Stacy is, I just, her positivity about, you know, everything that she does, you know, her food, her family, she does awesome media. She's just a great all-around dietitian. She's so supportive of other dietitians. And I think that, you know, if you just want some insight on someone that's done a lot of different things, but also has tried to find the balance in life, Stacey is a great resource for that. And then I, lastly, I got to do such a fun podcast with Kelly Blair, who is a beef farmer. And it was so fun to do the podcast on the farm and be in the presence of her cows and just the place where all the magic happens. You know, I didn't know a lot about Kelly before I went out to do the podcast. We were connected through the Iowa Beef Council. And I feel like she is just such a cool person. And I could see us definitely meeting up again or having a a future connection just because of her passion for, you know, just the land, for conservation, for beef, and just her being a family person and caring about, you know, all aspects of her community. She's a fantastic person. It's definitely a must listen for dietitians to get some insight into beef farming. I think sometimes beef gets a bad rap. And I also feel like dietitians out there are not you know, speaking the science behind farming practices. And that's very frustrating for me as a dietitian because 
We are a science-based profession. We need to be providing accurate and science-based information to our consumers, our clients, our patients. And, you know, yes, you might have beliefs as a dietitian, but that shouldn't be going, you shouldn't be making those beliefs what your patient's beliefs are. And so I really feel like, you know, please educate yourself as a dietitian when it comes to farming practices of all kinds, uh, especially beef farming, and really know that, really know and try to find out what your farmers are doing before you start spreading information. So that comes to my topic of the month for August. So I think about, there's lots of things that I've thought about this month. And when I think about embracing the hell yeah, I think about birthdays and burgers. That's kind of been the topic of my brain this month. August is birthday mania month for for just not me, but for all the people in my life. A lot of my friends had birthdays. My mom celebrated a very special birthday this year and we had a party for her. It was a lot of fun. We had a cocktail club for her and uh, surprised her, and it was great. Uh, We had burgers, which was fantastic, um, because why not to be, you know, have those burgers to celebrate at August's birthday, and thankfully they were from, actually from Kelly, from her farm, and they were delicious, and uh, another thing that happens in August is, again, that little small town Stacy and I grew up in has what they call the Panama Picnic, which is like their festival that they do, and it always reminds me of their burgers. They have a, a hamburger stand at the festival, and they serve burgers and brats and homemade pies, and we, I, I probably have told this story before, but when I was a younger and growing up in Panama, we had, you know, we played basketball. We had like a, a Catholic youth organization team, our CYO team. And whenever we got in the huddle, uh, we would have, you know, our little pep talk and then we'd all hands in and it was on three and it was picnic burgers. And picnic burgers are such a thing back in our small town because those burgers are so delicious. We would probably go to the hamburger stand at least five times in the two-day festival and have our fill of picnic burgers. So there's nothing more that screams burgers than the month of August to me. And when I think about birthdays and burgers, I kind of thought about this whole idea of celebrating and, you know, celebrating birthdays. Yes, we do celebrate birthdays and we celebrate Um, anniversaries and we celebrate new babies and we celebrate a lot of big things but I think we need to celebrate all the things even the small things you know celebrating a birthday uh, a significant birthday like my mom even more important but I think we need to celebrate the in not so important birthdays you know like the 42s and the 27s and the 54s and You know, it doesn't have to get to this point that we only celebrate the big birthdays. And it doesn't have to get to this point that we don't celebrate all the things. I have been, you know, on LinkedIn and on all the social media, I see all these dietitians that had just passed their exam and they're holding up their paper. And I am so proud to know that they're comfortable and they are celebrating that big win and they're sharing that with the world. Because I think back to when I had my test. I was all by myself. I took the test. I passed and I walked out to an empty parking lot and it was really depressing. Like there was no like celebration. There was no, 
you know, excitement for that moment of such a big momentous part of my life. But why wasn't there? Why couldn't there have been? And so I really appreciate that these dietitians that had just passed their tests are putting it out there and celebrating that really great momentous occasion for them. So why don't we do that more? I think we should celebrate everything that is meaningful to us. Maybe it's, you know, you celebrate cooking a recipe or baking something that you tried several times, it's never turned out. You need to celebrate that. Maybe you have done something, you know, a project in your home, you've painted something or you've built something or you've created something, you've knitted a scarf, celebrate that. Have some type of celebration, do something for accomplishing that goal. Same way with any physical goals. If you want to walk for 30 minutes every day for the month of September, celebrate that. Uh, You know, if you are consistent with praying every day, you should celebrate that. We need to start celebrating those little things that are very important to us and that mean something to us. Because if we don't celebrate those things, then we don't look forward to the joy that it brings us. And I mean, there's food holidays for everything. You know, we celebrate National Chocolate Chip Cookie Day and we celebrate Blueberry Pie Day and we celebrate all these goofy food holidays. Why can't we do that with our with our own lives? And so don't wait for a big birthday. Don't wait for a huge accomplishment. Um, You know, there's people that don't get married. There's people that don't have babies. There's people that don't celebrate anniversaries. There's people that don't have those big things happening in their lives. And that's where you need to celebrate something for maybe your friend that doesn't have a kid. Maybe they got a new puppy. Celebrate that with them. That's the kind of stuff that we need to pay more attention to. And we need to give more of that congratulatory, you know, just love that we should be doing for others and for ourselves. We need to celebrate those things for ourselves too. So I know that I think about kind of going back to that dietitian passing the exam. I kind of feel like I should celebrate that every year because that was such a big deal, you know, back in March of 2001, um, you know, that I should have celebrated that occasion. And I should do that every year because it's made me who I am today. It's just as important to me as a birthday or as any other work anniversary that passing that test is just as important. So think about that. Think about things that you can celebrate in your life. Maybe you create a food holiday for yourself in your own home or a, you know, a a goal holiday that you celebrate in your own home, but celebrate the small things. Don't wait for the big things and make sure that you are finding that joy in everything you do every day. Chat next month.